Hello, faithful listener. This is Todd Herrick welcoming you to the Grown Up Rock Podcast. The upcoming episode was my idea, so if it's a train wreck, it's at least partially my fault. Now, crank it up. Just to remind you Hey, she's my little queen of the south. Yeah, we're two of a kind, working on a full house. What's up, people? Hollywood here with another episode of Wild Hair. We're going to try something a little different. As you may know, I'm a numbers nut. 
Well, because of some of you listeners knowing this, I got a message from one of our listeners, Todd Herrig. The message said, are we going to get a special Hollywood's Wild Hair episode released on February 22nd, 2022? Get it? 22222. It even falls on a Tuesday. Get it? Tuesday? Seems like it only makes sense. Well, Todd, ask and ye shall receive. So let's get to it. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. For the Crank It Up Spotlight, let's go with a band called Find Me, another Frontiers band from Sweden. Two main guys driving the songwriting, guy named Robert LeBlanc on vocals, Daniel Flores on drums and keyboards. The others involved are Philip Lindstrand on guitar, Johnny Trobo on bass, and Michael Pallas on guitar. They have a new album coming in mid-March of 2022, but the last album called Angels in Blue was released on 2-22-2019. This 2019 album has some great songs, including a great cover of Survivor's Desperate Dreams, but I want to play you the last track on the album called Only the Lonely. Robert has a great voice. Crank it up.
So, to explain the episode, we're going to talk about all things, well, 2 and or 22. These two numbers are peppered all over music history. These numbers brought us shitty stuff like U2 and great stuff like Love Me Two Times or 22 by Taylor Swift. Yes, I said it. I'd rather listen to Taylor Swift versus U2. And who can forget the train wreck called I Remember U2 released in 2003 by Skid Row on Thickskin, which was brutal. They tried to make a modern version of the 1989 classic and absolutely failed. Note to self, don't mess with perfection. These numbers also brought us classics like Goody Two Shoes, Two Steps Behind, and Two Tickets to Paradise. But when you get specific with numbers, things are bound to get a bit weird. So let's start with sports. Some famous athletes that wore or wear the number two. Kevin Garnett, the basketball great who may be 22 feet tall for all we know. Derek Jeter, I'm not a Yankees fan, but definitely one of the best ever. Moses Malone, yeah, I know, you gotta be old to remember him, but so what? Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, getting a lot of hate lately, but it's probably deserved. And Roberto Alomar, one of the best Cleveland Indians ever. And who can forget Mr. Hail Mary himself, the underdog of all underdogs, Mr. Doug Flutie. Some famous athletes that wore the number 22. Roger Clemens, Clyde the Glide Drexler, the giant killer Clayton Kershaw. Damn, I hate that guy. Newcomer and star running back from near my hometown, Najee Harris. And the man himself, the great, the Hall of Famer, the all-time cowboy, Emmitt Smith. A couple of Super Bowls happened on 2-2. On 2-2-2014, Seattle beat... Denver, 43-8 in Super Bowl 48. Bruno Mars did the halftime show, and it was amazing. On 2-2-2020, which would be 2-2-2-0-2-0, Kansas City beat San Francisco 31-20 in Super Bowl 54. J-Lo and Shakira did the halftime show, and it was amazing. By the way, Shakira's birthday's on 2-2, and she turned 45 this year, just in case you were wondering. In Super Bowl II, the Green Bay Packers beat the Oakland Raiders 33-14. In Super Bowl 22, the Washington Redskins beat the Denver Broncos 42 to 10. And Washington's running back, Timmy Smith, carried the ball 22 times and scored two touchdowns. Want to guess how much Timmy weighed the day of the Super Bowl? You can't make this up. He weighed 222 pounds. What do you want me to do? It's true. What's all this got to do with music? Absolutely nothing. But since it's a music podcast, let's go to music. Let's go with a 22-letter song title. From the album Masterpieces, released in 2008, here's the band Hammerfall, covering the rainbow classic Man on a Silver Mountain. Oh yeah, by the way, that song played at like every baseball game ever, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, 
is 22 letters. By the way, Man on a Silver Mountain, also 22 letters. And the original Man on the Silver Mountain was released in 1975, which 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 5 equals 22. Just saying. talk movies. First, some movie releases. On 2-2-2017, the Lego Batman movie came out. It's Lego, it's Batman, can't get too wrong with that. On 2-22-1996, Two Days in the Valley came out. Terry Hatcher and Charlize Theron in the same movie. Wow. On 2-22-2013, Two Guns came out. 
Denzel Washington and Marky Mark. Pretty good movie if you haven't seen it. On 222-2005, Two for the Money came out. Al Pacino, Matthew McConaughey, Rene Russo, another great movie. As we all know, the usage of the number two has been popular in sequels. Good ones included Lethal Weapon 2, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Incredibles 2. I know, I said Incredibles 2. There's a story around that. Uh, Me and the wife took the kids. We loved the first Incredibles movie and decided to take them to Incredibles 2 in the theater. Well, it was in one of those theaters where the chairs lean back and, you know, everybody kind of gets their own chair. And I think me and the wife had one of the best naps we ever had. So I actually don't know if Incredibles 2 is good, but uh, I'm assuming it is. Bad sequels included Caddyshack 2, Speed 2 Cruise Control, Grease 2, Hangover Part 2 was brutal, Deadpool 2. It's amazing to me how a first movie can be so great. And as with these five, the second movie sucks so hard. And of course, although there hasn't been a Police Academy 22 yet, who can forget the dumpster fire called 22 Jump Street, released in 2014? I normally like Jonah Hill movies, but man, that one was not good. February 2nd, or 2-2, has been very good to top-grossing movies also, especially from 1977 to 1991. The top-grossing movie on 2-2-91 was Home Alone. On 2-2-1988, Good Morning Vietnam. On 2-2-1987, Platoon. The top-grossing movie in 2-2-1986, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. 2-2-1983, Tootsie. And 2-2-1977, Rocky. Those are some awesome classic movies. But I skipped February 2nd, 1985, or 2285. Beverly Hills Cup was not only the number one movie in the country, but the soundtrack was well on its way to hitting number one on the Billboard 200 a few months later. The soundtrack hit songs included New Attitude by Patti LaBelle, Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters, Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer, and this awesome track, which reached Number two on the Hot 100, for some strange reason, couldn't get past Can't Fight This Feeling by REO Speedwagon. Mr. Glenn Fry, rest in peace, with The Heat Is On. i 
Go a little nuts with 22. Two bands have released 22 studio albums to date. They are Motorhead and Yes. Not exactly two of my favorites. I most likely can't even name two songs from each band. Some pretty popular songs with 22 letters in the song title include another one by Sadust, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Waiting for a Girl Like You, Should I Stay or Should I Go. Albums celebrating their 22nd anniversary pretty much meaning that they were released in year 2000, include Disturbed the Sickness, calm down on the disturbed hate, by the way, Alice Cooper, Brutal Planet, that was a brutal album, Iron Maiden, Brave New World, Ingve Momstein's War to End All Wars, Poison, Crack a Smile, and more, which the Poison album included a 22-letter song title called Cover of the Rolling Stone, and then Black Label Society released Stronger Than Death, which also included one song with a 22-letter song title, Phony Smiles and Fake Hellos. Now, over the years, in some of the conversations I've had, Poison has taken a beating, and honestly, BLS has been revered by me, and honestly celebrated. But you know what? I'm going to play you both songs, and you decide who's better. Maybe you don't know who BLS is. So as far as I'm concerned, there's a clear winner, but I'm going to let you figure it out. So here is Poison first with Cover of the Rolling Stone with BLS second with Phony Smiles and Fake Hellos. Enjoy. (laughs) Don't touch me now. I'm going to tell you who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth And ten million dollars a show We take all kind of pills and give us all kind of thrills But the thrill we've never known Is the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture On the cover of the Rolling Stone Rolling Stone Gonna see my picture on the cover Gonna buy five copies for my mother Oh! 
ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon you know because I've worked in a lot of offices and I tell you people do that all the time
Did you know that this year Groundhog's Day is on 2-2-22? Groundhog's Day is on 2-2 every year. If you're wondering about the movie, the movie kind of messed up because it was released on 2-12-1993. So Columbia obviously weren't watching that. But it did release on the second month in 1993, which is not so bad. And 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 3 does equal 22. So maybe they did know what they were doing. Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. The master? Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the groundhog, who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Let's talk album releases, either released on 2-2 or 2-22. On 2-2-1988, Lita Ford released Lita, which included Back to the Cave, Kiss Me Deadly, Falling in and Out of Love. Fraley's Comet released Live Plus One, which was a stopgap between the debut album and second sighting. On February 2nd, 1992, Alice in Chains released The Sap EP. There's some good songs, but they're kind of depressing. On 2-22-86, Ozzy released The Ultimate Sin. The title track is okay, the rest of that album is not good. On 2-22-1990, Damn Yankees released their self-titled album. I would say 90% of that album is outstanding. On 2-22-1983, Styx released Kilroy Was Here, which included Mr. Roboto and seemingly killed the band for a while, and Journey released Frontiers, which included the hits Separate Ways, Sender My Love, Chain Reaction, and Faithfully. Also on Journey's Frontiers, there's a song called Edge of the Blade. It's not as radio-friendly, but it's a good rock song. And as you may know, I am a huge Jeff Scott Soto fan. Yes, I do love him so. And he had some history with Journey. Look it up. It's true. Jeff was in Journey for a while. I found this demo-like recording of Jeff doing a version of Edge of the Blade. Now, I'm not sure how I acquired it. I'm sure it was 100% legally acquired. But either way, here is Jeff with his version of Edge of the Blade. Champagne downtown Tell me what you 
Did you know on 2-2-2006, the one billionth song was downloaded on iTunes? Any idea what song it was? It was Speed of Sound by Coldplay. Brutal song. Let's talk good music instead. There's a band out there that we all know and love that has a song title with a 2 in it and a song title with a 22 in it. Can you guess who it is? Time's up. It's Iron Maiden with 2 Minutes to Midnight and 22 Acacia Avenue. 2 Minutes to Midnight was on Power Slave, released on September 3, 1984. Which, by the way, this song was track number two on the Power Slave release. And 22 Acacia Avenue was on the Number of the Beast album released on March 22, 1982. Now, Iron Maiden self-titled, the first album, had eight tracks. Killers, the second album, had ten tracks. And 22 Acacia Avenue is the fourth track on the third studio album, making 22 Acacia Avenue the 22nd studio song ever released by Iron Maiden. Again, I couldn't make this stuff up if I wanted to. And, Two Minutes to Midnight, since Power Slave was released in 1984, 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 4 equals, yep, you guessed it, 22. I think Steve Harris knows all of this stuff, does it on purpose, because he figures nobody's dumb enough to spend the time figuring all of it out. Of course, I am dumb enough to do that. So, without further ado, here is 22 Acacia Avenue. Depressed and lonely I know a place where we can go, go, go. 22 Acacia
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's estimated by people that are a whole lot smarter than me that 108.2 billion people have lived on this planet during its existence. With 365 days in a year, that means about 296 million were born on 22 and 296 million were born on 222. Three important ones that were born on 222. On 222-1975, Drew Barrymore. I'm not a huge fan, honestly, but I liked uh, The Wedding Singer, I liked Charlie's Angels, and I liked 50 First Dates. On 222-1950, Dr. J. Julius Irving, the basketball great. Now, funny story with this dude, I actually ran into him once. So, I'm in Vegas for a weekend, I get there on a Friday, and I got there early Friday. All day Friday I'm gambling, I'm gambling most of Saturday morning, and for those gamblers out there that will understand what I'm talking about, I was absolutely getting my head beat in. I could not make a hand at all. So I go to get something to eat on Saturday afternoon, come back to play the tables. My favorite game is Mississippi Stud. Sit down, play for about an hour, and I hit quads. Four of a kind. Four deuces. Yes, four twos. Couldn't make it up if I wanted to. Won a bunch of money. Then sat there for a little while longer. I'm like, all right, maybe I just move to my second favorite game. Let it ride. Sat there for less than an hour. Hit quads. Four of a kind. Twos again. Again, couldn't make it up if I wanted to. Got some money there. Played for a little while because I didn't want anybody thinking I was cheating since, you know, a brown guy's won two four of a kinds in the same casino on two different games. I figured people would be wondering what's up. So stayed, played for a little while. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take my money and run. Staying at Caesars, walk over to Caesars, and I'm going to go to my room. Well, Caesars isn't stupid. They have the high limit games on the way to the rooms. So I've not really played in a high limit I've got some good money in my pocket, so I'm like, you know what? Let me go play video poker for a little while. I go sit down. I'm feeding the machine some bills, not hitting any hands, feeding the machine a few more bills, and this guy looks over and goes, you're feeding that machine pretty good. And I looked over at that guy about to say, what the fuck do you care? And I looked over, and it was Dr. J, so I didn't say nothing because, you know, I'm a wimp. I didn't even get him to sign anything because I'm such a wimp. Took my money. And said, you know what, I'm done for the night, I'm good to go. Again, Caesars is not stupid. On the way to my room, there are roulette tables. So I'm putting my money away, feel around my pockets a little bit, and I realize I have a $25 chip for some reason that I didn't cash in. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to bet $25 on number 23, Jordan's number. And let's see what happens. And the number didn't come up 23. The number came up 22. Again. Couldn't make it up if I wanted to. All about twos and 22s. Since I lost again, I went to the room and went to sleep. I didn't give all my money back that day. That was a good day. Le who? The her. Also born on 222-1732. Some guy named George Washington, who I don't know a lot about, but I think he invented like Apple or help people cross rivers or something like that. The only one of any importance who was born on 22. Christine Brinkley was born on 2-2-1954. She is 68 and she still looks great. As you know, Christine Brinkley was married to Billy Joel for a while. Lucky SOB. 10 years. And if you care, they were married from 1985 to 1994. Technically, they were married on March 23, 1985. 
The number 22 album on the Billboard 200 chart on that day was a self-titled release by the band called The Firm. Remember them? Paul Rogers, Jimmy Page, Tony Franklin, Chris Slade. They lasted a whopping two studio albums, and their second album, Mean Business, topped out at number 22 on the Billboard 286. So here's The Firm with a great song off the first album called Satisfaction Guaranteed. And guess what? Satisfaction Guaranteed is 22 letters long. I guess that's just stupid lucky, just like Billy Joel.
We talked births, so that means we got to talk death too. We lost some folks at age 22. The ones that come to mind, actor or comedian Freddie Prinze, famous for being on 70s show Chico and the Man, and Buddy Holly, who died in a plane crash in 1959. 22 is really young. That's a downer for sure. Again, if you believe that 108.2 billion people have lived on this planet, with 365 days in a year, that means 296 million people died on 22 and 296 million people died on 222. A couple that come to mind that died on 22-2279 Sid Vicious overdosed. On 22-2014, actor Philip Seymour Hoffman died at age 46, also of a drug overdose. He's made some great movies though, man. If you haven't checked out Owning Mahoney or Before the Devil Knows You're Dead or Moneyball, then you're missing out. And on 2-22-1987, Andy Warhol died at age 58 after having complications with gallbladder surgery. So, let's shake off the depression conversation and move on to the music. So, talking about Andy Warhol, the band Triumph wrote a song about Andy Warhol in 1984. Again, 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 4, 22. So, here's Michael Levine, or Levine, if you're a Seinfeld fan, Gil Moore, and Rick Emmett from the album Thunder 7 with a song called Stranger in a Strange Land, which, by the way, 22 letters in the song title. Can't make this stuff up. Here it is.
Let's talk Whitesnake. First of all, Whitesnake has 13 studio albums and 9 live albums to date, which of course equals 22. Whitesnake's 1987 self-titled album got to number 2 on the Billboard 200. For whatever reason, it couldn't beat out Michael Jackson's Bad. The 22nd single that Whitesnake released ever was off of 1987 called Is This Love, which got to number 2 on the Hot 100. It couldn't beat out George Michael's Faith. And by the way, David Coverdale's birthday is on the 22nd of September. Now, if you count the album Trouble as Whitesnake's first album, then the 22nd studio song released by Whitesnake was track number two off 1980's Ready and Willing, Here is Sweet Talker.
You listeners know we love the Billboard charts around here, so let's talk the Billboard Hot 100. On 2-2-2, February 2nd, 2002, the number two song was How You Remind Me by Nickelback, and it had been on the charts for 22 weeks. Wow. Okay, Nickelback, meh. On 2-22-1986, on the Billboard 100 chart, the number two song was Kyrie by Mr. Mr., and the number 22 song was Nikita by Elton John. There were also two songs on the chart at that time where the song title was 22 letters long. That's What Friends Are For by Dionne Warwick, which was all over radio, was on the chart, and The Sun Always Shines on TV by AHA, which basically no one remembers or no one had heard because they just had the Take On Me hit. Since it's 2.22.86, there's definitely some melodic rock on the charts, including In My Dreams by Dawkins, which had just hit the charts, Goodbye by Night Ranger, which had been on the charts 16 weeks, and two songs by Heart, Never, which had been on the charts for 24 weeks, and These Dreams, which had been on the charts for six weeks. ZZ Top also had a song at this time on the Hot 100 that had been on the chart for six weeks and was currently number 23. Not many remember this one. Here is Stages. And what do you know? Stages was also the 22nd single released ever by ZZ Top.
Looking at a different chart, the Billboard 200, the album chart, on February 2nd, 2002, or 222, the number two album was Weathered by Creed. And all the music and lyrics on that album were written by Scott Stapp and Mark Tremonti, which Scott Stapp plus Mark Tremonti, all the letters, 22 letters. Creed, also, meh. On 2-22-1997 on the Billboard 200 chart, the number two album was Gridlocked Soundtrack. If you remember the movie, the movie starred Tupac Shakur, Tim Roth, Thandie Newton. It was about three heroin addicts. It didn't do that well, actually, but it's actually a pretty good movie. And the number 22 album was Razorblade Suitcase by Bush. There were six album names on the charts on 2-22-97 that had 22 letters in the title. Did I Shave My Legs for This by Deanna Carter, Ultimate Dance Party 1997 by a bunch of artists, Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite by Maxwell, Traveling Without Moving by Jamiroquai, Politics, Religion, and Her by Sammy Kershaw, and The Trouble with the Truth by Patti Loveless. I'm very proud to say I don't own any of those albums I just mentioned. Thank you, Lord. Now, it's 1977, so there's not much hair metal on the charts. Metallica, Bush, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, Marilyn Manson, White Zombie, they're all over the Billboard 200. But the only two hair metal albums on this date were the two Lone Mohicans, Def Leppard, with Vault's Greatest Hits 80 through 95, and Van Halen with Best of Volume 1. Pat Boone, yes, that Pat Boone, released this weird album called In a Metal Mood, No More Mr. Nice Guy, where he covered some metal tunes, and by some miracle, it hit the Billboard 200. But that album is not good. I guess Pat was trying to help hair metal resurrect or something. Pat, uh, thanks, but no thanks. We're good. Don't need your help. Both the Def Leppard and the Van Halen Greatest Hits album had some new tracks. So let's go with this one off the Van Halen album, Best Of, Volume 1. So here is the David Lee Roth-led Van Halen on vocals with an original song called can't get this stuff no more and guess what that title is 22 letters long Something's moving. 
It's time for your Historic Moment on Growing Up Rock. For the Historic Moment, not sure if you knew this, actually not too sure why I even know it, Paul's second book, in other words, book number two, is called Backstage Pass. It's not very good. The 22nd page of Paul's second book starts chapter two, again, could make this stuff up if I wanted to, and it's called Be Tough on Yourself, But Always Be Your Own Biggest Fan. That title's 45 letters, so we're safe there. Kiss song-wise, there's no two-letter Kiss songs, but there is a song called Two-Timer, which is great. There are four 22-letter Kiss song titles. Seduction of the Innocent, Yuck. Yes, I Know Nobody's Perfect, another Yuck. You may know Yukio Nisiate Mina. I'm not even sure if I said that right, but it's meh. And the fourth 22-letter Kiss song title is an outstanding song from Paul's 78 solo album, Here Is Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. And why wouldn't you want to know me? I'm wonderful.
Now, should we consider this a successful experiment? So there you go, another wild hair in the books. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener. And thank you, Todd Herrick, for the great idea. I hope it was everything you wanted and more. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, leave a review, and then go to Podchaser and rate and review there. It really helps us out. Also, support all the artists you love via their websites if possible. As always, I want to give my partner in crime a big shout out. Stephen Michael, you are, well, you are who you are, and you think you're great, so that's probably all that matters, I guess. Someone has to love you, but no one has to love you two times. As per the growing up rock tradition, I'm going to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here with a song that has the word two sang in the chorus. Big surprise, right? Also, I want to leave you with something to ponder. What if I told you that I said the word two exactly 222 times in this one episode? Would you believe me? I encourage you to listen again and count all the times I'd said two. I know, I'm crazy. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.